Welcome to Business Resilience Decoded. From Disaster Recovery Journal and Asphalus Advisors. Now, here's your host, Vanessa Vaughn Matthews. Welcome to Business Resilience Decoded. I am your host, Vanessa Vaughn Matthews, the founder and chief resilience officer of Asphalus Advisors. We have an accomplished guest lined up for you today, speaking on the topic of responding to the COVID-19 outbreak. So let's jump right in and meet our guest, Dr. Lisa Kunin from Health Preparedness Partners. She is the founder and principal. Lisa, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. I'm very excited to be here today. So I've been really, really excited about this conversation. It's so timely. And with that, can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and how you got into the world of health preparedness? Well, thanks so much for asking. So I am a family nurse practitioner and an epidemiologist. I also have a doctoral degree in public health. And I worked at the CDC, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, for over 30 years. For the half of that time, I was one of the leaders of our pandemic preparedness work and worked exclusively with businesses, healthcare organizations, state and local health departments, and ministries of health to improve planning for an outbreak of a pandemic. That doesn't sound like that stressful at all. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I also had the experience of going through uh, several responses, including the 2009 H1N1 pandemic, the Ebola response, the Zika response, and I'm also providing consultation to CDC now for the coronavirus response. So for those that are listening, can you give us the Cliff Notes version? What is COVID-19 and what is the current state of the virus? So the coronavirus disease or COVID-19 is a brand new virus that we have never seen before. It's related to SARS in that it's a coronavirus. It first emerged in China late December. Again, much is unknown about this disease. We do see that it has spread very efficiently from person to person in many places around the world. About 30 countries now are experiencing outbreaks and it is causing a whole spectrum of disease from mild, moderate to severe. The people that seem to be the most affected tend to be people who are a bit older and those with underlying health conditions like heart disease and diabetes and so forth. The reason why it's a big concern is because it's a new disease, no one has immunity. And also we can't predict always who's going to become sick and who's going to become very sick from this illness. It has created a lot of issues in countries where it is pronounced, including, you know, destabilizing the supply chain uh, in some countries, creating the need for social distancing or keeping sick people and well people apart. So we have seen a lot of effect, economic effect, business effect and community effect in many countries around the world. You know, one of the things that keeps coming up in my mind is that the flu causes more deaths than the coronavirus. But yet, you are absolutely right. Please continue. (laughs) But yet, on our TV screens and the media is constantly focusing on coronavirus. So, with all of your experience, what are some tangible things that people should do to also mitigate flu related risks as well? Well, thank you for bringing that up because flu circulates every year in communities 
sometimes it's mild, sometimes it's moderate. In some years, we really have a severe outbreak. And I think what people may not know is that tens of thousands of people in the U.S. are affected by flu every year with significant numbers of hospitalizations and deaths. But the good news for flu is one, we know it's coming. There's a flu season that happens every year, usually starting around October and lasting all the way through the spring. Number two, we have a vaccine. Now that vaccine is not 100% effective or protective, but it is effective in keeping most people from having severe disease and having to be hospitalized. That vaccine is covered by most health insurance plans and is something that's available at doctor's offices and pharmacies all over the country. So we know flu is coming and there's something we can do about it. And that's what's really important. And by the way, this has been a very unusual flu season and it's not too late to get a flu shot now to continue to provide protection because we expect that flu is going to continue to circulate for weeks and weeks to come. So Lisa, when you first mentioned and gave the description of COVID-19, you also talked about the impact that businesses are currently experiencing, especially from a global supply chain perspective. So with that, why should people and businesses get ready and be prepared for this virus? Well, that's a really good question. You know, even though we do not have that many cases in the U.S. currently, it would not be surprising for us to have a broader community outbreak in the weeks to come. And and a response to an outbreak like that, particularly if it turns into a pandemic, which is when a new virus becomes efficiently spread from person to person, it would not be surprising to me if we start having a bigger outbreak here. And again, the response to a pandemic is very complex. You can't do it on the fly. It takes time and resources. And once a pandemic begins, it's not going to be possible to necessarily acquire all the needed materials, to formulate multiple strategies, policies and plans, and to pull a team together in a business to execute those plans. So immediate preparation is really needed. The other thing is to recognize the kind of impacts that it could have on businesses, including disruptive absenteeism. There could be, as we've already mentioned, shortages of supplies and supply chain interruptions the risk of illness for employees and customers. There could be disruptions in communities. It may be that public health officials recommend that schools close to protect children and families, and that could impact businesses. So there's many things that can happen that would impact a business, and that's why we need to plan now. Yeah, you made some really good points. And most people that are listening to this podcast want to understand, okay, I know what preparedness looks like at a high level, but what specifically can I do to really help my company and my people to be prepared? So what thoughts do you have there, Lisa? I would sum up by saying that the business planning for this outbreak or for any pandemic are the four C's continuity, the crew, which is the workforce, customers, and the community. Let me give you an example of each one of those. So for continuity, most businesses, and particularly the folks that are listening to this podcast, they already have business continuity plans. So you don't have to start from scratch. There are many elements of a business continuity plan that are very applicable to an outbreak like this. 
But we may be thinking of broader issues such as teleworking and making sure that the staff have the ability for teleworking, cross-training staff so you have backup roles, developing contingency operational plans for absenteeism that goes beyond the planning that you may have already done. In terms of protecting the crew or workforce, one of the most important things is allowing sick people to stay home until they're recovered. Public health officials are going to be recommending sick people stay home, away from the workplace. And if HR policies can align with those public health recommendations, we can go a long way towards protecting businesses. There may also need to be familiarity with social distancing practices, such as keeping distances in the workplace. In other words, not having crowded meetings, not having unnecessary groups of people gathering together, but using telehealth, telework, tele-discussions so that people are actually farther apart in space. The concept is keeping well people and sick people apart. And then customers, thinking about alternative ways of delivering goods and services, creating ways to minimize close contact between employees and customers. There may be a time where it's needed to do that. And finally, community. It's important to have reliable sources of information. And with the 24-hour news cycle, maybe not everything we hear on the news is accurate. There are local and state health departments, as well as the CDC, that have websites that would be quite relevant for businesses to tune into, and also to understand what community resources might be available to businesses as they plan and prepare for a larger outbreak. So the four C's are continuity, crew, customers, and community. We want to protect them, and we want to engage with our communities to get reliable information and to be able to be a part of a response. I love those four C's. And for those listeners that are decision makers and that are responsible for making some tough decisions or bringing recommendations to their leadership team, what role would you say does the leadership team play in this effort? Well, it's really incumbent upon leaders to give the time and the resources to a planning team so they can do the work they need. Every business needs a champion for this kind of work because it's difficult, it's a little out of the box, and it, we can't always predict when we'll need it. So leadership is very important to set the tone and to empower the team to plan and prepare. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Lisa, what would you say to those leaders who may be thinking, well, it hasn't hit the United States. We haven't had that many deaths. I don't really need to act now. I don't need to invest now. What are the consequences if they don't do it now? I think the harm to the workforce the harm to the continuity of the business and potentially the harm to the reputation and the brand of the business would cause those leaders to want to prepare and plan. It's sort of like having an insurance policy. None of us at the end of the year go, oh, wow, we paid all that money to have car insurance and we didn't have a wreck. What a waste of money. So it's sort of like <laughs> it's sort of like that. It's sort of like an insurance policy that we would have. We're investing the time to plan and prepare. That's our insurance policy. And we hope we never have to use it. I love that. So where can our listeners find you? I am uh, the leader for Health Preparedness Partners. I also will be a speaker at the DRJ conference in March 17th. 
in Orlando. And I invite you all to come and listen to the workshop that I'll be delivering and to stay a few minutes afterwards, introduce yourself and ask questions. But also you can find me on my website at healthpreparednesspartners.com. Well, there you have it. Thanks for tuning in to Business Resilience Decoded with the Disaster Recovery Journal and Asphalus Advisors. Subscribe, share, download, and look out for future episodes. Business Resilience Decoded is produced and edited by John Seals. For more information, visit drj.com slash decoded and asphalusadvisors.com slash decoded. Write to us on Twitter at drdecoded.